Good morning. How are y'all? Good morning. Yes, y'all good? Good to see you. Um, welcome to 7th Street Christian Church. Uh, friends, visitors, we are so glad that y'all are here. Um, you can probably hear that allergy season is trying to get the best of me. Um, trying not to let it get the best of me, so <coughs> I, I apologize. Um, as you probably noticed, your bulletin is uh, chocked full of um, several pages of interesting information and announcements. So um, if, if my sermon doesn't keep your attention, feel free to, to read through those during worship this morning or take it home. Uh, you'll see this week's Holy Week events, and so I just want to point out several things that are happening as we kick off Holy Week, um, starting with um, Stone Soup uh, following service this morning. So everyone is invited downstairs uh, for Stone Soup. Uh, it is a free meal, but we are taking donations to help Meals on Wheels, I believe. So I uh, hope everyone can make it. Visitors, y'all are welcome. The elevator is currently not working. Uh, we hope to have it fixed by Easter, but it currently is not working. But we do have plans to put a table up in the parlor, and you can be served up there. We can make that happen. So if you do want to stay, um, but you, you need assistance um, and need to stay up here, uh, please let myself know, and probably one other person. I'm often not the best person to let know. What? Jess, know. Let Jess know, okay? So if you plan, you would really like to stay, we will put up a, a table and make sure that people will also uh, can eat up here as well. So we don't want to leave anyone out. Um, so I apologize about uh, that inconvenience. There is also a, immediately following service today a congregational meeting so if you are a member of the congregation, we ask that you remain seated for that congregational meeting. If you are not, um, feel free to go ahead and um, depart the service, uh, and uh, you can either stay for lunch or be on your way. Um, also would like to welcome Randall and Jasmine. They have already shared beautiful music with us this morning, so thank you so much for being here. And to their teacher and to their family, thank you so much for sharing them with us and sharing your gifts. It is a, a delight. Um, during, we, did, we will, will not have a gathering song today. Instead, what we're doing is our opening hymn will be more of a, a, a song that we are familiar with from our gathering. And so we invite you to wave your palms, our eco palms today during that song Maybe your palm in one hand and an instrument in the other as we sing a few verses of um, this is the day that the Lord has made. Um, a couple things about our eco palms. Thank you, Green Team, for organizing this. Our palms came from either a farm in Guatemala or Mexico, and they are fairly traded um, and purchased from like small, uh, uh, small farms that are using um, uh, sustainable methods to, to grow and produce uh, these palms. So thank you, Green Team, for getting them. That's why they look a little different this year than perhaps years past. 
uh, but they are sustainably uh, uh, farmed and harvested. So thank you all so very much. Um, faith family and friends coming up um, April 26th. Please sign up uh, to bring a dish. This is in uh, partnership with Green Spring. And so they are bringing desserts and drinks, and we are to focus on the main course. So feel free to sign up. While you're out there, go ahead and sign up for our Easter breakfast next Sunday. Uh, that is at 9 a.m. We'll sit down to eat, followed by um, our, our Easter egg hunt. So exciting. Um, so that's all that. And then... Pat, do you want to make the announcement, or do you want me to make the quick announcement? I'll make it. Okay. <laughs> She's like, what am I doing? <laughs> Just keeping, um, I know that if you're like me, maybe you're, you're not like me probably, but I am only focused on getting through Easter. But uh, May 19th, we will have a special visitor from Safe Harbor, and uh, there will be a special lunch and an opportunity to learn more about that ministry that our outreach team works with. So just keep that in your mind's eye. May 19th, Sunday, May 19th, Safe Harbor will be with us, and we will, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, more information on that to come and future bulletins and newsletters and so forth. You can learn more about it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Okay. Just a, one quick addition on the Faith Family Friends coming up April 26th. This is also... Um, in uh, working with the green team and one of the things we're going to be doing after we've eaten our uh, fill we are going to work on installing um, like pollinator garden over here by the playground um, and this is just to help support native bees <coughs> and stuff what we could use some help with is if you're going to Lowe's or Home Depot to work on your own garden and you feel like grabbing an extra bag of dirt to or mulch to donate to the church that would be welcome thank you now, I just want to bring your attention that in our bulletin, our tool of the bulletin, you'll note that we start with the call to worship, okay? And so we'll have the call to worship, and then um, we go into a dramatic reading, which is um, our main New Testament reading for the day. So we invite you to pay attention and actively listen or read along um, in your Bible. So with that, let us stand and prepare for the call to worship. <clears throat> Lent began in the wilderness. It concludes in Jerusalem. Now come near to the end of the story. Another will soon begin. If followed Jesus this far, today we remember how he faced betrayal, falseness, rejection, and torment. And we witness once more that he taught and walked in love through every step of the journey. Having said this, Jesus went ahead with the ascent into Jerusalem. Approaching Bethpage and Bethany, near what is called the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples with these instructions. Head of you, upon entering it, you'll find a tethered colt that no one has yet ridden. Untie it and lead it back. 
If anyone should ask you, why are you untying it? Say, the rabbi needs it. And found things just as Jesus had said. As they untied the colt, its owners said to them, Why are you doing that? They explained that the rabbi needed it. Then the disciples led the animal to Jesus, and laying their cloaks upon it, helped him mount. People spread their cloaks on the roadway as Jesus rode along. As they reached the descent from the Mount of Olives, the entire crowd of disciples joined them and began to rejoice and praise God loudly for the display of power they had seen, saying, Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Blyde. I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the very stones would cry out. Our opening hymn, This is the Day that the Lord Has Made. Grab an instrument, grab your, your palms, and let us sing loudly. Who needs an instrument? Do we have any more instruments? Oh, yeah, grab some instruments. Yeah. Nice. You want to help pass these out, Simpson? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Let's do it like three times. What? No. Three times. All right, we'll sing it about three times. Does that work? Here we go. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord... Join now in the prayer of confession. Forgive us, O God, for our violent ways. Forgive us for our faithlessness. Forgive us for our half-heartedness and short-sightedness. Forgive us for shouting, Hosanna, save us, one moment, and crucify him in the next. Forgive us most of all for turning to violence instead of love. We know that Christ has transformed 
does not have the final word. The window of the stands formed at the cross and does not have the final word. We know that sin is transformed at the cross and does not have the final word. We are taking our guilt, our shame, our violence, sin, and death and transformed us in your love. And for that, we are eternally grateful and belong to you as your beloved children. In your ways of love, mercy, forgiveness, and peace, in the name of the Prince of Peace, we pray. Amen. The stones shout out, love wins. Our shouts of crucify him will be transformed to he is risen. Death and sin are transformed into eternal life and forgiveness. We are transformed and we will never be the same. Go, sharing the story of Jesus the Christ and what Christ has done for you. Amen. At peace with God, let us now offer the peace of Christ to one another. You may be seated, and I'd like to invite those young and young at heart to come forward and join me on the stairs for our Lent and Learning Moment. Good morning. Come on up, Graham. That's okay, too. You can listen from back there. So, question for you. When you 
welcome someone into your space, when you're really excited to see someone, how do you react? Go ahead. You put your arms up in the air. Do you say anything or do you just stay nice and quiet? What might you say? How might you say it? Yay. Yeah. Just yay. Just like that? Or what, what might it be like? Go ahead. Yeah, Jensen, how might you greet someone um, that you're really excited to see? Saying yay really loud. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yay! Yay! So you might throw your hand up in the air too? Nice to meet you. It's good to see you. Holly, how might you greet someone? Um, if I'm really excited, sometimes I'm just like, Yay! Ooh, like a really happy clap. Like a happy clap. Yeah. Usually close family and friends. Just like, like that. Yay! Yay, yes. Jensen's here. Yeah, really fast. It's like, yay, Jensen is here. Yeah, so I might go, woo! I might go, woo! It's so good to see you. And that might make someone feel welcome or just so that they know that I am excited to see them. And today we hear a story, and that's why we have these palms, that we're celebrating Palm Sunday today when Jesus came into Jerusalem on a donkey and people went, Woo! <laughs> and they also said, Hosanna! Hosanna! It was a shout of joy. It was a word of praise that they were excited to see Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And so they waved palms. They laid their cloaks on the ground in front of him as a way to show hospitality and welcome and excitement. Oh, that was, a high, that was not a high five. Yes. Okay, well, I'm glad you're okay. But these were, were signs of welcome and excitement for Jesus to be coming into Jerusalem. So what I want us to remember today is that when we see someone that we're really excited to see, let's maybe shout Hosanna or shout yay or woohoo or do like a really excited little clap to say, you're welcome. I'm excited to see you. Thanks for being here. Hosanna, exactly, yes. It's a shout of praise. It's excited to see you, okay? So let's pray before we head out for wandering through worship. Will you pray with me? Repeat after me. Dear God, Hosanna. Yay. Woohoo. Thank you for your son, Jesus. We welcome him. Today and always. Help us to live like Jesus, to love like Jesus, and to share like Jesus. And all of God's children said, Amen. Thank you.
I'm seriously dying. <laughs> I don't know what's Second scripture reading is from Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and then we'll jump to verses 21 through 24. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The word of the Lord. Thursday, I had no voice. So, this past October, I was thrilled to experience a Richmond Halloween tradition. I experienced the Oregon Hill Halloween Parade. Now this parade is unique with its homemade floats and costumes and flags and those oversized like justice puppets. It was very exciting. But whether it's a Halloween parade or the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or a parade to welcome home the NCAA basketball champions, Parades are exciting. They are palpable. They are energizing. And today, we have a parade. This day that we commemorate as Palm Sunday recognizes the time when Jesus enters Jerusalem. Some things that I would like for us to note about Jerusalem at this moment in time is that Jerusalem, remember, is the capital city and it would be swelling with people for Passover. And this Passover feast and this second temple period was a celebration of the divine act of liberation from the Egyptians. Remember the blood of the lamb on the doorpost so the spirit would pass over the Hebrews' homes, saving them from death. 
And this Passover feast that everyone is coming to Jerusalem to celebrate is a reminder of that entire Exodus experience. Leaving Egypt, the parting of the Red Sea, giving of the Ten Commandments, the wandering in the wilderness, the giving of the land of Canaan. This Passover feast is one of the most volatile and political times. It stirs the hearts of the Jewish people, reminding them of their redemption, of their liberation. It would stir hope. It stirs conversation. It may even stir a revolution. A real possibility when Jews experienced heavy burdens from Roman imperialism. So it is for this reason that Pontius Pilate would have left his gorgeous seaside estate in Caesarea Maritima for Jerusalem during this time. He had to come to make sure that people were kept in check. Distrusting crowds and gatherings, Romans had to make sure that nothing was going to get out of hand. They had to make sure that there wasn't going to be a revolution. And this is the political and social climate that Jesus is choosing to parade into. His followers are shouting, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. This parade is an arrival of a king into a city who already has a ruler. This is very dangerous. I find it interesting because we call this Palm Sunday. And as we wave our palms and as we insert ourselves into the story and we become the crowd, we are followers of Jesus. We are the disciples who welcome Jesus into the city. But it's interesting because... There are no palms in this story. The only gospel there where there are palms is the gospel of John. For that matter, Jesus isn't actually even in, entering into Jerusalem in this version. But we often like to mush all the Gospels together into one story. We do this most notably at Christmas time, too. And I don't know why we do it. Perhaps it's because it makes it easier to tell the story, or we get confused as to which details the Gospel stories have. 
But in doing so, we read what is not there. And as a result, we fail to see what is there. During this Luke parade, the crowd shouts familiar psalms, a psalm of victory. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, a psalm which also declares, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. That is the song which the crowd is shouting. We might wonder what kind of success are we looking for? Or what might we need saving from? And perhaps we need saving from a lot of things. From the stress of work, financial insecurities and hardships, saving from mental illness or despair or loneliness or depression. Our community needs saving from rising housing costs and financial insecurities and broken school systems and deep, deep history of racism. No doubt we are all in need of saving from something. The psalm that is declared not only asks for salvation, but also shows us that salvation is already very present. This is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it. The kingdom of heaven, the beloved community of God, is very present if we just pay attention. Jesus' entire proclamation is the kingdom of heaven is near. It is in our midst if we are willing to see the world otherwise, if we are willing to accept the hardships and humiliation and imprisonment and even death to proclaim the good news about a vision for a better world. The beloved community is in our midst. It is in the here and now. If we are willing to take responsibility for it and to work and to sacrifice for it, and we see it. We see it. And this parade is awesome. And it feels like we are on vacation and we are having a party and we are excited. As followers of Jesus, we believe we've been a part of the healings and the feedings and the raisings. And we are energized and we have got this salvation and redemption and liberation. And the feeling is so palpable 
that we are told to stop and to quiet down. And Jesus speaks up for us and says, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out, this cannot be stopped. We're all excited. Until the parade has gone by and the music stops and there are no more floats and lights and signs and Jesus has passed by and people are picking up their cloaks off the dusty ground and going on their way. Perhaps that is why we find Jesus weeping after this triumphal parade. As he came near and saw the city, he wept over it saying, if you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that would make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Indeed, the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up ramparts around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. They will crush you to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave within you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. As we enter Holy Week, what is in our story that we have not been willing to see? That we have not been willing to hear or do? Jesus is about to enter Jerusalem. Where are we? In response to our message, in response to where we are in light of Holy Week, I invite us to stand and respond with our hymn of commitment, right on, right on in majesty. We will sing verses 1 and 4, and the hymn is on page 191. Let us stand as you are able and sing.
dead. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Ancients of days, you created life, and that life never ends because your love never ends. Your love for us was magnified by the coming of Jesus the Christ into the world and into our lives. As we remember year after year our own shortcomings and faults, we also remember that you are greater than our mistakes. You are greater than anything that causes us to stumble. We remember year after year because we are waiting for your coming into our world and our lives in a new way. We remember year after year that we need resurrection, that we need new life, and that you have overcome sin and death forever, and they do not have a hold on us. And we give you all the thanksgiving and praise, knowing you are coming again in a new way. In your name we pray. Amen. There is a story told of an old Sufi prophet who was asked by his neighbor to borrow his clothesline. And the prophet replied, sorry, I cannot lend you my clothesline because I am drying flour on it. And the neighbor yelled, I didn't know you could dry flour on a clothesline. And the prophet explained, it is amazing how many things can be done with a clothesline when you don't want to lend it. The same is true when it comes to serving wealth instead of serving God. There is no limit to our excuses. But if our desire is strong enough, we can always find the means to serve God. So let it be so in our stewardship giving today. And always.
Let us pray. We cast these gifts before you, O God, as palms were cast before Jesus long ago. We lay them at your altar in praise, thanksgiving, and joy. Receive them back from our hands, that they may become a greater blessing in yours. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today's parade was leading up to the Passover feast, a meal that commemorated a story of liberation and salvation and God's presence in the world. As we gather at this table today, the events that transpire during what we now call Holy Week give Christians a different understanding to this Passover communion feast. But the, but the meaning is the same. Liberation, salvation, and God's presence still in the world. Let us come to the table in faith. Let us now join our voices in our communion hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord. It is in a two-page insert in your bulletin. As we gather around this table, we remember the story that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is like my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and poured it out and gave it to them and said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins, poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. Visitors, please know that here at 7th Street Christian Church, we practice an open communion table, so everyone is welcome to partake. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your sacrifice of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. As we come together for this communion service, 
And in the quiet of this moment, we remember the words of Jesus when he said to his disciples in the upper room, do this in remembrance of me. God bless this bread, the symbol of Jesus' broken body, and all who partake so that we can feel the peace and strength of your and Jesus' presence in our hearts, minds, and souls at this moment and throughout our lives. Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Gracious God, as we continue our service at this table of remembrance, may we look ahead to the events of Jesus' life, which we will recognize with special emphasis during the coming week. The sadness of some of them mixing with the joy of others. May we see in our own lives that sadness and turmoil can lead us in to joy and happiness if we trust in you as Jesus did. We take this cup of salvation as a reminder of your presence in our lives and as a pledge to live our lives more like Jesus. For it is in his name we pray. Amen.
cup of love. Let us pray. Eternal God, you have created the heavens and the earth, giving breath to every living thing. We thank you for the gifts of creation and for life itself. We thank you for making us in your own image, for forgiving us when we act as though you have no claim on us, and for keeping us in your constant care. We pray this in the name of the one we love and who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I invite us to join our voices in our closing hymn as we sing verses 1 and 2 of All Glory, Laud, and Honor. If you still have your palms, why not wave them triumphantly? Let us sing. I'm going to invite y'all to sit. My, that's my benediction. Please be seated within the, <laughs> the love. If, um, and enjoy, actually, our postlude. Um, 
Jasmine and Randall. Let's give them an applause ahead of time. Thank you all so much for your gifts. I invite us to sit and enjoy this music, and then um, those who are members remain seated for our congregational uh, meeting. We hope you all will stay for a stone soup lunch for, with us. Um, we invite the congregation to remain seated uh, for the called meeting, if you would, please. Uh, we are passing out the agenda currently, and I believe a copy of the uh, proposed budget. We will begin with a prayer. We come to celebrate, to be able to be here, dear Lord, to be free to worship you.
to be free to come into this great building. We thank you for the opportunity to look at our finances today and things that are happening in our church. We ask for your wisdom, knowledge, guidance, and direction as we conduct the business of our church. In your son's name, amen. I don't have a copy of the agenda in front of me, but um, I, we are here for um, two things this afternoon. The first uh, is to vote on the Cawthorn Fund recommendations, and Steve Cheney is going to present that, although he's at the back of the room. Thank you, ma'am. And then uh, the 2019 uh, amended budget, and Barbara Dickinson will present that, and then we will have a discussion and vote following that. If you want to, can Barbara go ahead, Steve, since you're passing it. Okay, Barbara, why don't you go ahead with the um, budget amendment, if that's all right. Um, as you can see, we have passed out a revised budget. There have been a few things to happen uh, this year, and that is the hiring of a new music director. And help me, Gerald Titwell. And he should be coming in May, I believe. This will be a salaried position, so we needed to make some changes on the salary position. It'll cost just a little bit more than our contracted position that we had in the past, plus FICA. So if you will look at um, under employee compensation, it's been moved uh, from worship into the music director's salary and also the FICA um, payments. Also, just a small piece of that, because we are increasing our budget, we also, or expenses, we also need to increase our income part of it. We are a balanced budget um, church. The, if you look at the top, um, we had $9,500 of miscellaneous. That means possibly extra members, fundraisers, or such to make it a balanced budget. We have increased that to 11445 but I believe that that has um, been reduced. We only need about 1445 because there's been a donation to compensate for that. Um, we are also pleased to have Connie downstairs in a room which used to be the telecare room that is actually providing us a little bit of income. She loves her little art room. So she comes and does art projects there. Miscellaneous, where um, Holly has asked for mis the minister car allowance to be budgeted, as you can see, um, that, that information was really around other areas of the budget, but it's now consolidated into minister's car allowance. Uh, that's for our benefit and hers. Otherwise, not very much more uh, has changed. 
Uh, we've added a couple of line items and we've just increased our dinners and picnics. That's one of those things that we've asked for is to be together in fellowship more often. So we've increased that by $300. Also, one of those that we've never really focused on is worship and technology. Uh, we, we have our sound system, the mics that uh, Holly and the others use, they wear out. So we really wanted a budget to take care of those things and be aware of those expenses. And the assembly, this is a general assembly year and we didn't budget for that, but we do want representation in the general assembly, so we've increased that. I believe that is just about all. Does anybody have any questions? Yes, Andrew. Yes, it's. Will all of that be spent this year? No. And again, this is the annual budget that we've just changed around to make to make that happen. Good question, Andrew. Because he is starting in May, it shouldn't affect it that much. Any other questions? Yes, Andrew. Yes, thank you. The trustee, we're looking at funding some of the projects here in the building, and the Darden Fund is there, um, and we have not, as trustees, have not researched that. Our new trustees are still um, getting up to snuff, uh, so we are looking at that to see if it can be moved to a budget line item. I'm sorry. Like, right, uh-huh. The, the question was, is it being used to, to create the balanced budget? Yes. Any other? Yes. The, are you talking about the Darden Fund? We're talking about the anonymous donation. Are you talking about the, the line item or the um, donation that was made? The line item hopefully will not have to be there if the, the tithes and offerings increase. Um, I don't know about the, um, the increase in what was given. Any other questions? We may have to go to the foundation for some more money. That's, that's my answer right now. Um, again, we're asking members to look at their, uh, their giving also. Um, we have a lot of things that we're looking to do and need one of the things that just occurred in our um, board meeting last week was that the elevator doesn't work. 
So that costs there $3,000, and we have to have it work for our elderly. So we're, we're again, we're trying to do the balanced budget with the expenses, and a lot of it has to do with this building. Does that answer your question? We ask, we ask, we, we, God is the answer. We will make it, we will make it. We put it on paper, what we trust that it will happen. Any other questions? If there are no other questions around the amended uh, budget, I'd like to call for a vote. I'd like to make a call for a vote. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Thank you. Okay. Now, Steve Cheney will present uh, information about the Cawthorn Donation Fund. Uh, we have been spending uh, pretty much most of Lent uh, trying to make sure that everyone is aware and, and understands uh, what the Cawthorn Fund is, how it came into being, uh, how recently we have uh, been allowed to uh, revise the, the requirements for spending the Cawthorn Fund, and we have located uh, five very, very worthy organizations and been uh, attempting to give everyone the opportunity to learn as much as possible about them. Uh, last Monday, the uh, board approved the outreach committee recommendation, and this is now a recommendation to the congregation at large that the board is presenting for the congregational approval. And the board recommends that the Cawthorn, Don Cawthorn Donation Fund be divided equally, 20% each, and this is approximately $200,000, for donation to the five organizations considered and vetted previously by the trustees, Better Housing Coalition, Rebuilding Together Richmond, Senior Connections, St. Francis Home, and SOAR 365. Uh, are there any questions about this recommendation? Yes. Okay, the, um, what was done by the trustees, or recommended by the trustees and approved by the, uh, the board is that the entire Cawthorn Fund, which is approximately $400,000, be divided into two separate funds, half each. Half is the Cawthorn, Cawthorn Donation Fund, which is what we're dealing with right now. The other half is the Cawthorn Development Fund, which is to be used by the church in order to improve our facilities for our elderly congregation, okay? And, and you know, the, the board has not yet determined what is going to be done with the development fund. We are still working on that. But it was felt that we needed to get the Cawthorn Donation Fund, uh, you know, donated. I think this would bring 
you know, a, a wonderful, wonderful legacy of a wonderful former member uh, to fruition. Yes. Yes, I, I would say the board is currently working on a master plan for our building. It, it's felt that we really need to, you know, <laughs> plan, you know, things that we're going to do and, and achieve. Uh, and, you know, the nice thing is that there is some money there for that. Any other questions? Thank you. Can I get a call for the vote for the uh, Cawthorn Donation Fund? Thank you. All in favor of this donation recommended by the board, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Thank you. Um, that will carry. And I just, on a personal note, will say that I am really so proud that we are able to do this. Um, what a wonderful legacy from Letitia Cawthorn. And, um, I think the day that we celebrate with these organizations um, will be a very proud day for 7th Street Christian Church. So thank you all very much for your time. Yes, sir, Mr. Anderson. Absolutely. It's been years years in the making and we thank our trustees Barbara Dickinson who worked tirely, tirelessly on this Whitney Walters Steve Cheney um, just did a fabulous job for us and Terry Ragsdale so thank you all so very much and thank you and um, now it's time for stone soup thank you <laughs>